This is How to Product. We make the mistakes. So you don't have to. I'm Nick. I'm Strummy. And I'm Tall. And today we wanted to talk a little bit about latency and performance. And to help us do that, we wanted to bring in one of our friends, Ryan, who's Hi, worked Ryan. a lot. Hi, Hello. Ryan. Hi, Hi. all. Uh, who's joining us virtually again today uh, to talk a little bit more about product performance. So Ryan, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself? We all know you, but let everyone else know who you are. Sure. Thanks, Tal. I have been a product manager in the tech industry for a little over seven years now. Um, and I've worked on a handful of products, but one of them uh, was primarily focused, my role was primarily focused around latency and performance in particular. So I, I suspect that's why you asked me to be here today. <laughs> Sounds yeah, so we figured serious. you might have some, some experience with it. And do, do you have any fun facts you can tell us, Ryan, about yourself? No. Well, there we go. <laughs> Ryan is devoid of fun facts. <laughs> Just That's devoid of fun. fun. Yeah. 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 This Great. Well, like to, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Please go on. I just going to say to get us started, can you just share a little bit about how, how should we be thinking about latency and performance as a PM? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a very high level question and I'm going <laughs> to respond with a equally high level answer. Uh, Great. I'll use a classic PM phrase. Let's take a step back. And I, the question that I would ask back is, well, why are you focusing on performance in the first place? Because the answer is going to be very different if, you're, if, if your answer is, well, I just want my users to not hate my app um, versus if you're trying to build a product. Why would they hate my app? Why would they hate my app, Ryan? Versus if you're trying to build a brand around performance or something like that. So it's going to feel very different. And then the second question is, what does performance mean to you? Um, if you have something like a website, it's probably going to be something like latency loading performance. but if you have uh, a game, maybe that's rendering performance is what's really important to you. Or maybe size of memory on disks, or, or uh, sorry, size of memory in RAM is important so that the operating system doesn't evict you. There's just lots of ways that you can go and you really need to think about why you're focusing on performance first. So like, like if you have a product, like, I, I don't know, if you picked like something like, like we, we talked to Uber Eats last episode, but like how, do you even figure out which questions you should be asking? Like, what are like the, like, how do you figure out the parts that you should worry about? Mm. Not to use a, too much of a cliche, but if you think about the critical user journeys that you're focusing on wow. as a user, then <laughs> you should. Such a PM. Such a PM. <laughs> then that should really uh, reveal to you, like, the, what points uh, your users are going to be waiting for something or expecting something to happen. Yeah. If you look at, something like user research done by Nielsen, there's a, there's a common rule that I think users, anything less than 100 milliseconds will seem to happen instantly. Anything less than a second mm -hmm. uh, seems like it's a connected event, like it's something reacted to you. And anything, you have about 10 seconds before the user just gives up and walks away. Um, and so thinking about the various points at which the user is waiting for something to happen, that's probably where you want to focus on performance for your app. Yeah, so would it make sense? move more of the, reduce the 10 second waits? To under a hundred milliseconds. Yeah, I mean that's a it's a good question too of like what users do you focus on? Do you want to focus on the you know the users who are having the worst experience? Those people mm -hmm. that the latency is really really bad. Do you want to try to move the average case? Do you want to um, make some portion of your users have a really really great experience? Um, but again, there's no golden rule here. Your job 
as the PM is going to be to try to figure out how to apply um, uh, performance principles to your product based on what your product's goals are. Would it be, yeah. would it make sense to kind of go through an example, maybe with this Uber Eats and try and pick apart what are some things that we might want to focus on from a performance perspective? Yeah, it might not be bad. Um, because like, I guess as we do it too, it's like, I can imagine if I think through some critical user journeys, there's a lot of steps and there's a lot of places, you know, where uh, the user might need to wait for something. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like this, like, you know, so like I'm trying to think if you're giving telling like almost like a how to book to a PM and to do this, like, okay, like let's map out the critical user journeys. Um, let's take like measure the latencies distributions for each step. Mm -hmm. And then like, how do you then start like, like, let's say there's like 20 or 30 of those. How do you pick which ones are, the, how do you, how do you think about which ones are the most important to optimize for that you'll get the most like return for like fixing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting question as well. And I think you can think about this in a number of ways. One, if you're a large enough product where you can test an experiment, you might be able to put some science behind this and say, if I cut out 100 milliseconds in this latency, we see that um, usage goes up by X percent or something like that. So you can actually make a strong data case of like, this is why it's going to be good for our business. Um, if if you're if you're lacking data, if you're if you're small, you don't have enough users to run um, that uh, that type of, of experiments with. Then it's going to be much more on you as the PM to kind of figure out which points in the critical user journey. So let's go back to that specific example. You're thinking about Uber Eats. Um, just to compare two factors, let's say that you are thinking about the amount of time that it takes to load a list of restaurants, right? Like kind of the the first mm -hmm. part of the the funnel. Um, versus the amount of time that you are, uh, let's say like the um, latency of scrolling around the map, kind of watching where your, your driver is, right? Um, but latency to load the list of restaurants is gonna be way more important because that's where you really need to make sure that you're holding on to your user and you're not losing them. If, you, if it takes 10 seconds to load a list of restaurants, they're not gonna complete the order. If the latency scrolling around that map after they've already ordered is bad, it's probably fine. They're not looking for a beautiful user experience. They want to know, when can I eat, right? It's like that uh, critical. So that's why scrolling uh, the map sucks on, yeah. uh, on Lyft and Uber. Hmm. <laughs> Enlightened. Yeah. So I guess then, like, how how... You mentioned this like idea of doing an experiment to like see how much like a hundred milliseconds difference makes. Like, are you talking about like artificially slowing things down? Like, I know I've heard of people doing that before. Like, have you have you ever done that? Do you know like like what are the best practices there? Like, like if you want to do something like that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you, you'd either have to have identified an optimization to performance that that you want to make and then do an A/B experiment with that, or what you suggested, artificially slow down the loading of something or injecting jank or something like that. Um, we, I, I have run experiments that do exactly that. And then we looked at the wide variety of, uh, of impacts on the on user behavior. And I mean, the, the great thing there is, and there's lots of studies about this, is that even an imperceptible delay affects user behavior. So even if you can't tell that something is slower, you will behave differently. And I'm using a very broad you, the, the, the population yeah. of your app in, in general will do things differently. Yeah, the way I thought about this, because that's like a hard thing to wrap my head around, but the way I thought about it is that, and maybe this is wrong, you guys can tell me if, if it's wrong, but is if you think of like a thousand users and they have like various thresholds for like how fast they need it to be before they get distracted by someone or something, like every little bit maybe makes a difference 
Um, that, that was one idea, but but maybe there's also subconscious things that are going on more than just having like variants of each person. Yeah, I think that that's how I've internalized it as well. Like, um, you know, the difference between something loading in 0.78 seconds and 0.79 seconds, it's hard to imagine how that makes a difference. But if you think of each one of those 1000 users, there is a exact moment and time at which they will walk away from something. Yeah. And for mm-hmm. one of those users, yeah. it's going to be between 0.78 right. and 0.79 And it's, it's going to look like a smooth distribution. Well, it may not be smooth, yeah. but there's going to be a distribution there and, and it so could be smooth. I'm curious, Ryan, given that, how do you talk about performance and latency, right? Do you mm. use the you know 0.01 millisecond difference for how you talk about your metrics or a pitch to, to leadership or yeah. even sort of rallying a team? Or do you mm. use some other way uh, to talk about performance, the opportunity, and otherwise? Yeah. The, uh, again, there, there's, not a, there's not one right answer here. But I think if you have data that you can point to that shows not just, yes, we improve performance by these milliseconds, but this was the impact on, on business metrics that we care about, that's obviously, um, that's obviously the best case. If you can't do that, I'd at least recommend talking about it in terms of the user visible impact. Um, mm-hmm. There was times where we would uh, we would optimize a heck out of a subsystem and make it really really fast, and then you talk about okay, well, what actually did the user experience? And it was very little difference to what they actually saw. So as long as you can kind of uh, anchor it in that core user experience, that's that's a lot better. Wait, just so I understand that the example you just gave was an example of like not applying effort in the right place because it ended up not making a difference to users. That Correct. Was, yeah. So yeah, you can say we optimize this and now it runs this many milliseconds mm. faster, but you need to look at the end of the yeah. pipeline to see what see. actually happened to the user. So, so I've actually uh, been reading a lot of uh, public transportation blogs and there's one guy that talks a lot. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> and there's one guy that talks a lot about sort of speeding up um, train links between different places. Um, and, he, and he talks about like the slowest portions of track being the places to look for speed up just because of the sort of uh, uh, outsized importance it can have. You know, speeding up a, a, se- a segment of track from five miles per hour to 10 miles per hour, if it's a mile long, makes a you know a huge amount of difference compared to going from like 120 miles an hour to 150 miles an hour. Um, is mm-hmm. that, are there similar things more in the like tech, in the tech world? You're talking about like bottlenecks, right? I mean, this seems yeah, like a bottleneck, like right? A I guess that's a concept, right, sure. But, and so you know, the practice there would be look at your slowest points. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, I mean, in the tech world, it's it may not even be um, linear in that sense of you're just focusing on what's going to make the biggest difference. But you, you think of something like a graphics pipeline where you have um, uh, a bunch of things happening in parallel. If you focus on optimizing something that normally finishes quickly anyway and has to mm-hmm. wait for other subsystems, like it's literally no difference. It yeah. is not that it is less mm-hmm. difference. Yeah, I see. Interesting. Um, what um, what can go? Well, I guess we've talked a little bit about what can go wrong. You can you can <laughs> optimize the wrong things. What other things can go wrong? Yeah, I mean, a, a, another big area that we haven't talked about yet is uh, I guess we talked about it a little bit with leadership is just how to get people to care about performance mm. and how to get people mm-hmm. thinking about it. Um, and this kind of depends on the the setup of your organization and whether you have teams dedicated to performance or it's everybody's job to think about it a little bit. Um, in my experience, I've found that dealing directly with engineers is often the easiest because they, engineers, I guess the way that they're trained makes them uh, very interested in performance. Optimization is a thing that kind of gets them excited. 
The challenge, though, is to set up the organization such that they are rewarded for that kind of optimization because mm. it is typically, at least from what I've seen, people mm. are rewarded more often for making something new rather mm. than making something that exists and making it great. Mm. And, and how, so great, how do you do that? How do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is that organization structure? I think, I think we're all ready to like jump on that question really fast. <laughs> I, just, I just say the problems and then you guys figure out the solutions. That, <laughs> Is that, um, is that how it works with the performance land too? Exactly. Just like, this is yeah. Slow. So you're just like this is slow. Uh, fix it, please. Um, <laughs> no, it is. It is important for you as the as the product manager to take it then all the way up the chain and get an agreement from leadership that this is something important to focus on. And I don't say that in a very um, like like you must the leadership must acknowledge that this is important to work on. You need to take it to leadership so that they can make that accurate call of whether performance is something that is important to work on given the other you know 97 priorities that they're looking at mm -hmm. um but if uh, assuming that you are really trying to make get people to pay attention to performance often i found that motivating it with the worst case scenario is very effective you tell the story of the person who every time they load the app the memory is so much that it crashes right mm -hmm. you tell the story of the person who waited for 10 seconds mm -hmm. and then went to a competitor because they don't have that problem mm -hmm. you talk about benchmarks that you've done mm -hmm. on the competitors and how your app is an embarrassment compared to to others, right? That's the kind of thing that's going to cause leadership to say, like, hold on a second, let's take it, let's take a closer look at that. Sounds like you use the sort of inherent biases we have as humans uh, towards like individual samples and of course. <laughs> having them be representations. <laughs> Just use it for your you know your own benefit here. I mean, what's interesting there is you didn't talk too much about metrics as a motivating that. That's my there. question too, Paul. I mean, metrics are great and you need to track them and you need to have a deep, deep understanding of them. And depending on leadership, metrics may not actually be useful, right? If you say, hey, this this number is X, like our performance number is X, that doesn't tell them anything. That doesn't tell them that it's too high or too low. You need They need to have the context. And so that's why talking about that user who for whom that number was really bad is powerful. They're talking about why. Well, our number is X, our competitor's number is yeah. Y, right? That's going to add. Contextualize the metrics. Yes. So sorry, totally. like, like jumping on the metrics piece here, like, I, you know, I, when I've heard people talk about performance and latency before, it's normally like, you know, the P90 time or the P99 time, which is like the percent, like for people who might not be familiar with this, it's like the percentile of users that, mm -hmm. you know, experience like latencies at least mm -hmm. this much. Like, how do you pick like the right, like, like percentile to try to optimize for? How do you even like think about that? Like if like, like of the median time versus like the 90th percentile versus the 99th, like, yeah, how, how, like, like, you know, maybe you identify that this is a critical point, this is slow, but like how, do, in terms of setting that goal of performance, mm. how would you decide the proper way to articulate that goal? Yeah, well, I, I already like that you're looking at the higher percentiles because I think it's very easy to to look at the the median or the mean, and I'd say those are both very misleading um, because mm -hmm. you want to make sure that your app is performing for most users, not just for the the typical user. Um, I would actually, instead of just saying like, okay, the only way that we can split this down is to look at percentiles, I would want to dig one level deeper into that and say, well, what is causing a user to end up in this 99th percentile? Is it because they have a lower powered phone? Is it because they are in a country and the, the internet connectivity isn't as good? And try to dig into like what actually separates mm -hmm. out these users. And then you can focus on those user populations a little bit more. And maybe mm -hmm. then you can look at the, mm -hmm. the mean or the 90th percentile. Actually, that's we could, very interesting because it means that maybe you would design something differently to just make it a simpler experience for that person if you knew that, oh, they just have a really terrible internet connection. And like, yeah, we could do these other 
things, but really the product just has to change a little. Right. Maybe we need an offline mm. mode. Maybe mm. we need a, yeah. a simple, you know, something that renders a lot mm. easier or something like that. Um, so yeah, we could, we could debate for hours of whether 90th percentile or 99th percentile is, um, is better to track, but I think that that's kind of missing the point a little bit. So maybe turning to the, to the other extreme, when do you know if things are fast enough or are things <laughs> ever fast enough? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, you could certainly look at the user research, right? That what I was talking about of like, oh, 100 milliseconds feels instant. And so if you've hit 100 milliseconds, then you're then you're great. Um, for everything, for app opening, <laughs> yes, every yes, click. Yeah, yes, yes. It's, yes. And that's the reason I said that is because it's totally impractical, right? Mm -hmm. Almost nothing happens in 100 milliseconds. And so mm -hmm. it's a it's a very insightful question then of like, okay, so what what do we reasonably shoot for? And it's a very unsatisfying answer, but that comes back to what are we trying to achieve here? Are we trying to get users to not throw away our app? Well, okay, let's look at when that starts to happen. Are we trying to build a brand about performance? Well, what are our what are our competitors? How mm. much better than them do we have to be in order to have that brand really stick out in users' minds? So it does come back to that question of goals. Um, if you're just operating in isolation, it's just your app and it's your users. I mean, then you, you then it's just going to be qualitative, right? It's going to be whether this is something that users are complaining about. What shows up in your feedback reports? What do they say when you talk to them? Hmm. Wow. So I think we're, we're almost out of time, but there was one last question I wanted to ask. That's uh, going back to what I asked before about experiments when you're decreasing the latency. Um, just I'm curious, like how applic. So let's say we have some like current like latency metric, and we like. Um, we decrease the performance back 100 milliseconds on average and run like an A-B test. Um, so we basically have artificially decreased the the performance. How applicable sorry, is that? I'm sorry, Nick, there, decreased performance as in made it slower or made, made it, it slower. faster? Made it, made it slower. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so then like, how, how well does that like generalize then to the case of making it like 100 milliseconds faster? Like, or yeah. how would you like basically use mm -hmm. that to predict what the potential upside is and how in your experience is that like app like how ap applicable is that sure yeah um in general we call those types of things ablation experiments because mm -hmm. you're ablating the user's experience in some way that's not specific to, to performance um mm -hmm. you can do it in any number of ways um and that's it's really going to be a question of uh of scale there if you're doing a 100 millisecond experiment on something that normally takes between three to five seconds the difference between 4.2 and 4.3 and 4.4 is all going to be pretty linear. Sure. sure. So let's say like doing, a 50% yeah. a, 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 a relative slowdown or a 10% relative slowdown. Right, right. If you're at 50%, then that starts to get into the realm then where you would expect, because these things are not going to be linear, right? They're going to be, but if you zoom in real tight around 4.2 seconds or 4.3 seconds, then it's everything's going to start looking linear mm -hmm. at that mm -hmm. scale. Um, so yeah. I, don't, I don't have, it's really, it's hard to answer generally. Um, but if you're already looking at that data, you kind of have a profile too of how your users are behaving at, at what different performance levels. Awesome. Um, Alex, I've, any other final questions or should we wrap up? I mean, it seems like, geez, Ryan, maybe we need to have you back and start talking about uh, <laughs> yeah. spe specific types of, uh, you know, uh, performance optimizations we could, we could do. I would love to learn more about like graphics pipelines or input lag or hmm. audio pipelines, you know, um, network latency there's all sorts of like really more interesting well not more but deeper <laughs> deeper and no, also I get it. interesting it was things no <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh but yeah uh, so those probably could be future episodes we'd love to have you back cool. yeah it's a it's a deep set of topics happy to talk more about it awesome 
Um, so for homework, uh, I'd like you all to go on YouTube and find some videos of uh, Superhuman. Uh, it's an email app that uh, prides itself and brands itself on speed. And uh, just take a look at like how uh, speed maybe affects the performance or your, your own perception of the product in the videos. And then uh, start thinking about what products you yourself you know, find to be actually really fast and performant. Anyway, thanks again, Ryan, for joining us. Uh, this has been How to Product. Uh, we've learned, we've all learned a lot about latency right now. Mm -hmm. And now go make good things happen. <laughs>